Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends and entertainment in baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi Gemma. Hi Gina. How are you? I'm good. I am doing well and we have a very exciting guest. We have our first guest ever, so we're going to be really nice so she comes back. Yes, yes, yes. Our first guest. I can't wait. So we have Dee on our podcast today. If you want to give us a little intro about yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Dee. I am the creator behind the baking blog, One Sarcastic Baker, and I recently published a book all about baking science. Which is super exciting. I was reading it last night and I'm like, I have a lot of questions for Dee today. We're going to dive into all of our topics. Um, and it's sort of an intro to the Bold Baking Book Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we're going to have guests um, every once in a while here to talk about their cookbooks because Gemma has a lot of fun reads for us. Well, there's a lot, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm sure everybody who's listening says it's probably the same, but like yeah. I'm a collector of cookbooks. But um, there's so many, but mm-hmm. uh, I love to feature or focus on ones that like, really stand out to me. And so I'll just give a little background on Dee um, and toot her horn a little bit. Yes. Dee creates recipes for us for Bigger Boulder Baking. She's an amazing baker, but she also focuses on the science, which um, that goes way over my head. That like is just... It is really in-depth, but but still also accessible. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of breaks it down for you. And that's why I love her recipes. And Dee just came out with a cookbook called Baking Science. And uh, it's a, like, you're going to talk about a little bit about now, Gina, are you? Yes. Yeah, it's a really fun um, one. So we came up with a little fun segment called Decoding with D because <laughs> there's so many fun little topics to get through. Um, we're going to get through a few of them. There's so much for you guys to learn in her cookbook. So make sure you pick it up. Um, but first of all... I just want to get a little bit into baking science, right? Because I think even when I was reading the book, there was formulas and molecules. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be intimidating, but you do a great job of breaking it down. So sort of what is baking science to you and how did you get started with this concept? So when I first started really getting into baking um, and I basically read everything I could and Mm -hmm. watched every show as I could and Everybody just loves saying, baking in science, <laughs> baking in science, baking in science. But that's about it. Nobody really explained what it means. And like they would say, bring the butter to room temperature because, you know, baking is science. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? So I, I wanted to get to a point where I create my very own recipes because, you know, you bake and you get a lot of compliments and I felt like I'm cheating. Like, I didn't make this recipe. I just followed the instructions. So I knew the way to do that is understanding the science of baking because everybody said it's science. And I started reading a lot of books and taking a lot of classes. And just, um, it wasn't very, didn't come come to me right away. It was like, it's been the making for more than 10 years. And then the more you know, the more questions you have. And then at some point, things click and come together like a puzzle. So for me, it's the best way to approach. It's basically a, a toolbox mm-hmm. of everything you need to know to be your best baker. And I think that brings up a really good point too, because Gemma, I feel like you get a lot of questions of people are like, how do I make my own recipe? Like, where do I even what begin? Right. So if you had like your top three tips for someone 
starting to tackle this, right? They're like, okay, I'm going to start and try and make my first recipe. Mm -hmm. What guidance would you have for them? The first one, and also the second, <laughs> is get a scale. I think... Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Gemma... Yeah, Gemma has convinced me to get a scale. Yeah, D, yeah. you don't know Gina very well, yeah. but I'm just going to sum it up for you yeah. real fast. Um, she doesn't follow instructions. No. And she does not own a scale. Yeah. So you're a cook, you're not a baker. Yeah, okay, fair, <laughs> fair. Okay, okay. I think Gemma will agree with me, which is fine. You can definitely... You do you always. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to baking... The, big, the science does not change. Right. Us as people, we, we're different, which is what's great about us, but the science is the same. So first of all, get a scale. You know, they're very affordable. You can buy them literally everywhere. Get a scale and that's one. The second one is read the recipe. And even if you want to create your own recipes, read recipes just for fun. Mm. Be and I think that's my biggest school because you learn about new ingredients, you learn about new techniques, and that really sparks your curiosity. Uh, oh my God, they're using like these pears versus apples and why? And you get a lot of information about flavor combination and about timing. And it's just, I think reading recipes is a great way to learn mm -hmm. and the third one is um start with ratios and there's a chapter in my book all about ratios if you want to bake cakes versus cookies versus pie crust there's a certain ratio that works and start with that and as you go on you will have enough confidence to play around with it and just conquer the world, I guess. <laughs> so ratio is like a good, the ones in your book, it's like a good roadmap sort of for people to yes, follow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. There's also a book called Ratios, Ratios or Ratios? Whichever way you Whichever want to say way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a book and that was the, my very first, one of my very first books. It's by, I don't remember its name, but um, it's called Ratios and just not, not just about baking. Okay. It's about cooking in general. And I think... My book, once I realized how important it is, I just followed those guidelines. And then I started learning about other ingredients and how they take part. And then I was able to play around with the ratios or, you know, replace one ingredient with the, the next or create my very own ratios. Because for the life of me, it does not, it does not include chiffon cake ratios. And it drove me crazy for the longest. Really? It does not. No, it does not. And then, so I had to just experiment and, you know. Figure that one out. I figured it and it's in the book. I figured Ooh, it see? out. See, <laughs> you guys got to get the yeah. book. Do you, um, Gemma, do you remember your first recipe that you created? Which I created, or that you sort of played around with, I guess, because I haven't done it yet. It's like it's. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I could mess this up. But I, I remember the first recipe I ever learned. Okay, and which is a different question. What? Let me just try to think of the first one I created. I will. Oh, oh, oh! It's not the first one I created, but one of the ones I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I have this recipe. It just came to me one day, like a lot of great recipes do when you're in the middle, like random, like, in, like often song. in Dublin like airport comes, when yeah. I'm standing in immigration and uh, stuff just <laughs> pops into my head because you're standing there for so long. Um, a chocolate, I love crisp. I love crisps and crumbles and all those things. And I came up with a recipe for a chocolate crisp, pear and chocolate crisp. So oh, pears on the bottom. Yum. And um, this really lovely chocolatey uh, crisp on top. And then also in the crisp, I put in big chunks of bittersweet chocolate. Mm. So you get this almost like, not oh, it's not brownie, it's not cakey. It's like chocolate, crispy, lumpy bits. Oh, and yum. then all these big lumps of melted chocolate amongst it. And then with pears. And don't get me wrong, pears are like, are not, are not the first, like my first go-to fruit. Mm-hmm. No. But I just, it just came to me one day. It's like, this would be a great combination. And it is one of my favorite desserts of all time. That sounds really good. I feel like, yeah, pear and chocolate. I think like pear and stra- or chocolate and strawberry or like oranges, but mm-hmm. pear, I like it. Yeah. How long does it take? So you come up with a recipe, right? How long do you think it takes to practice before you're comfortable being like, I've perfected it and I'll give this recipe to family and friends. Like I know that that works. Or is it just like your first trial run? You're like, okay, that worked. Um, I think it's a good question. I think a pra- I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head, which is practice. Practice, practice. Yeah. it's yeah. practice. Like it is all yeah. practice. Like um, yeah. the other day, I was making macarons, and I remember the first time I made macarons, which was only a few years ago, and I made them because everybody wanted to see them, yeah. mm-hmm. and. Um, it was a disaster, an absolute yeah. disaster. It was a disaster for like the first three or four times. But then just recently, so that was a few years ago, even just the other day, I made them again a few times because uh, we're making them as part of the Bowl Baking Academy. And now I know exactly what to look for, but they came mm-hmm. out like the best I've ever made them with mm-hmm. these like lovely big feet and everything. And Ooh. it's just, it's, it's, it's the more, it's practice, it's repetition. It's, and a lot of it is you have to get your hands dirty and you have to get like stuck in there and like physically and make the recipe and fail. You yeah. have to, to fail. fail. That's to good. Succeed. Yeah. Because That's a really good point. Dee. I feel like people get discouraged or even like I'll get discouraged if I'll be like, oh, but like my mom has made this recipe and it's so good. I try it once and I'm right. like, oh, it didn't come out the way I remember it. But that's a really good point. Like you, you can't be afraid to fail and you will fail. Like it's inevitable. You well, you're supposed to like, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you're supposed you to. Right. right. You learn right. from that. So right. that's one of the reasons like, I don't know about you, Dee, but like I know how to do things the right way now because there was a long time where I was doing things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Right. And even though I'm professionally trained, you know, throughout the years, there was I, stuff just wasn't clicking with me until, mm-hmm. especially when I started Bigger Boulder Baking, it all kind of started to like practically make sense. And uh, it's, it's a just puzzle. Started, yeah, it is exactly what you said, which is yeah. a puzzle. And um, and you mentioned something to me, Dee, earlier about that it um a lot of these rules the scientific rules apply they apply to flour it's kind of going to apply to flour in the majority of your rest in your recipes Mm -hmm. so it's it is learning like fundamental skills like that are in your baking science book and then uh applying them to other recipes yes yes yeah so like a good roadmap which speaking of your book i read this line about water which i told Dee before and she said she (laughs) loves this question so in your book, uh-huh. you write that water is the right. most essential ingredient. But and then yes. I'm like, oh, I feel like we like overlook it. We're just like, oh yeah, the recipe yes. calls for water. Okay. And then you talked about how it incorporates the flavor. So I'm like, 
Can you explain a little bit about why water is so important to the recipe? Yes. And I love this question. Okay, good. <laughs> and I'm so happy because that's the, that's the question everybody asks me. Really? Yeah, it's and surprising. I absolutely love that. But when you think about it, is it? Because is there anything in life that can occur without water? Yeah, that's a good Water point. is the essence right. of life, yeah. right. right? Water. Absolutely. And it's the same with baking. Like it's, but because it's so trivial, we overlook it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like baking science, about baking science. It, it like gives you different lenses to look at things. And when you look at things in a different way, you see different things. So there is absolutely no chemical, biological, or physical process that can occur without water. It's just like I can mix baking soda with cream of tartar all day long. Nothing is going to cut. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen. As soon as I'll drizzle some water or some acid, the chemical reaction happens. The same with flour. I can mix flour with yeast all day long. It's just not going to happen. If I add water, I'm going to get bread. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is that not only it's very important, it's in everything. Like Every ingredient you use has water in it. Mm-hmm. Flour, even flour is 7% water. You don't think about it, right? I did not know I that. I am very serious. Yeah. It's not what? enough for us to help, but it provides some kind of moisture. So when you mix the, the, the sugar in it, things starts to happen. Right. So flour has 7%. Butter has what? 10%, 12%? I think it's high, it's high in America. In Ireland, it's, I don't know about Israel, but it's, it's very, um, it, the fat content's it, way higher in Ireland. Yeah. Mm. Um, so even 5% is, it helps because if, when you bake, the water evaporates and creates these beautiful layers. And now milk is mostly water and orange juice is mostly water and has flavor. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can incorporate other stuff. But the thing that I like the most, and that's why I chose the recipe, is that, for example, sour cream and ricotta cheese and cream cheese is mostly water. So you can use that to incorporate your water and add flavor so and creaminess. Interesting. Yeah. I would have never it, thought about that Isn't way. it? I know. It's like... Yeah, it's like <laughs> a light bulb. I'm like, oh my goodness. I know. I, know. I had no idea. 7% water and flour too. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's really that's crazy. That's high as well, 7%. So it is, but you still, it's very it's, dry. Yeah. Right. That's why it gets stuck on everything, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so then, okay, if someone's making a recipe like we were just talking uh-huh. about, how do you know like the perfect amount of a liquid ingredient, right? You have like vanilla, you have eggs, you have water, you have milk. Uh-huh. Well, vanilla is alcohol. Is alcohol? Okay, It's yeah. alcohol, so it's going to evaporate okay. if you leave it. So I wouldn't count on vanilla to provide any water. But, well, you're going to have, thank goodness for Google. Yeah. You're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to Google stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I like to Google, like, water percentage in bananas or, you know. So, also the nutrition label, label. you can do that. It's a bit complicated, but it, like... So if you look at an intrusion table, you have fat, carbohydrates, and protein. So let's say in a certain cheese, for one ounce, it's 100 calories. And then you calculate it has two grams of carbohydrate, which gives you eight grams. 
I think I'm so impressed right now. It's very complicated. And I, yeah. So it's like, so you have eight calories. Okay. Two grams. It has two grams of fat each. I got completely. Okay. (laughs) I'll start over. If one ounce of the, of strawberries, it's Mm -hmm. more relatable. Uh, One gram, um, one ounce of um, strawberries has a hundred calories and it contains 15 grams of carbohydrates, zero grams of fat, and zero grams of protein. I'm just going to use that because it's easy. Then we're going to calculate 15 times four because one gram of carbohydrate gives you, provides four grams of calories. So you get 60, 60 calories from the sugar in the strawberries. So if you take 100, you remove 60, you have 40 grams of water. Wow, okay. This is why we need the book. We need need the book because we need the table. It is very, it is, it's super easy, but it's kind of like a lot of numbers. Yeah. It's easier just to Google it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's way easier just to Google it. Yeah. But um, when you want to incorporate flavors and texture to Mm. your baked goods, always calculate the moisture in whatever ingredients you want to introduce. Okay. That's the most important so thing. So water, most important. I love that. Like, I, I feel like I've learned so much through that. Um, switching gears a little bit, because Gemma, you get asked a lot about substituting different types of flour. Like, can I use almond flour or cake flour, things like that? And I know in your book, you talk a little bit about um, substituting the different mm-hmm. kinds of flours and sort of what they're used for. How would you advise someone if they want to substitute say like a lot of gluten-free recipes even yeah I would say almond flour would be the biggest one okay and I see yeah. Dee's yeah. face right now and <laughs> it's the same face that I make when somebody asks me can I swap all-purpose flour or swap can I use almond flour instead yeah. of all-purpose flour and it's just it goes back to ratios and to like a formula and it's like oh. once it, that's not a one-for-one ingredient. It's not. Okay. And Absolutely once you not. start to mess with stuff like that, it throws everything off. So like the simplest way is like, I said, you know, people always ask me, can I do this? It's like, you can do whatever sure. you want. Okay. And oh. I'm not going to stop you, but you're not going to get the same results that I did. So unfortunately though, an example, I used almond flour as an example because it's such a common ingredient nowadays yeah. as yeah. a substitution. And it just, unfortunately, it, um, it, it's, it's, in some recipes, it's amazing because it's, you know, in flourless chocolate cake, almond flour is amazing. Mm-hmm. But you get like um, these almond, you get these cookies with almond flour and they're kind of a little bit mealy and mm-hmm. you, they're not gooey and and whatever. And um, you just, it, that particular flour um, gives you very different results. Yeah. So it really, when you're talking about something, making such a big change, yeah, it, uh, you'd really want to like research it before you do it i say i think okay. nut flowers are very diff are very difficult just to swap they're, they're impossible to swap one for one mm. oh no i mean the only thing you can swap one on one from flour is flour yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and, and it has yeah. to be yeah. the same flour it has to be okay yeah, <laughs> i will swap king arthur all-purpose flour for the only with fruit. king arthur yeah. oh yeah. yeah and i think this is where baking science get into a uh, place so to know whether you can sweep, like substitute, you have to know the molecular structure mm-hmm. and its behavior and its behavior with other molecules. For example, almond flour 
there's no protein. There's no, there's no gluten. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it will never do what flour does. And, um, it does have starch, but very small amount. So it will not swell when you act. It will not give you any structure. Right. It's just, just going to sit there. Like, Like, yeah. 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 It, it will not give you, um, I, I, I cannot think of. Nuts have no... Well, they're not flour. It's not... They're not flour, flour. yeah. In, so then is it adding something else to create that reaction or... Texture. It's recipe to recipe. Like Dee said, it, they don't provide the same service. Right. Um, you, no, you it's don't different. Get, so it's very different. It's okay. like swapping an apple yeah. for an orange. Or wow. it, it's like salad both, instead of pizza. Yeah, it's just it's, not the yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because like, I feel like a lot of times I never thought of that. I'm like, well, it's flour. Like it must no, be, but it's so yeah. interesting. It's not flour. It's not flour. It's ground nuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what they use flour. It's not flour. Flour is from wheat. Right, right. And it has starch and it has gluten mm-hmm. and yeah. it's. And protein. And it will swell and it will bind and it will do everything that nuts do not. <laughs> it's funny. So. In Ireland, you don't call almond flour almond flour. You call yeah. it almond, um, ground almonds or almond meal. Oh, yeah. wow. It never, it never. Only yeah. when it came to the US, I've heard people call it almond flour. Huh. I I always get confused when people say almond flour. Can, we, can I use hazelnut flour instead of ground hazelnut? And like, it's exactly the, the same. same thing. That's what it is. What is the yeah. trickiest yeah. flour that you've found? Is almond flour to bake with? Again, almond flour is not flour. Flour, not flour, right. So right. I... Um, yeah, it can be tricky. It, you, you can get, like I said, you can get really good results. Um, I'm trying to think now, coconut flour? Am I trying to think? Oh, is yeah. Is coconut flour a thing or should I just make that up? No, there is no, such thing is. as yeah, coconut I think that's flour. Tricky. I find that tricky to bake with. And that must add an added layer of... Um, uh, flavor, right? Is it? Yeah. You must get that really coconutty. I never baked with coconut flour. I did. It was disgusting. <laughs> it's it's a real tricky one. You don't yeah. see it. It's not a very common ingredient. Okay. You okay. don't see it very often. You just have, like the hard. That's the hardest one that I had to work with. Um, King Arthur make like Dee said a really good one for one gluten free. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to swap what like with like. Right. You know, so and if you don't, then that's when you you start to head into. Hairy territory with like textures and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. But again, like if if you want to create recipes with almond flour or you have some dietary restrictions, Mm -hmm. I'd say you gotta do your research. You gotta read. It's like, what am I missing? What is what is the role of flour in this specific recipe? And what can I do to replace it? To mimic that, or exactly. Okay. So usually they mix it with cornstarch, probably or potato starch, right? Which, almond flour. Yeah. When oh, you I have, don't know actually. I I don't know. There's so many recipes. Uh, I would say just Google almond flour cake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would. I, I would say the best tip, and I think I might have said this um, previously, is go find a recipe that's already based on almond flour exactly and then you can work from there don't go looking for an all-purpose flour recipe and think you can make that swap it's like a different road it is so start you're you're way better set up for success if you start with a recipe that already has almond flour or a nut flour or whatever it is and um and then go from there because like d said um it's not even just it's 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 so you add you add add now liquid to this Mm -hmm. but um different flours and um, like the different ingredients absorb liquid differently right so and you know even with flours that's true like uh whole sorry sorry um strong bread flour 
absorbs generally, generally does more liquid than all purpose flour. It does. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so you always need a little bit more liquid. So like you, you really like. It's very you know, delicate. It is quite literally a science. Oh so. my God. Yeah, like we didn't even said, scratch the surface. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like yes. Dee said, like read the recipe and um, like, you know, just, you know, educate yourself yeah. as best you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's not impossible. And also replace the word flour with yeah. meal. Meal. Mm -hmm. Because I think, think I think it. that's the source of the problem because manufacturer marketed as flour that a lot of people get confused. There's there's nothing else. They don't add anything to it. No, it's totally for marketing the reason that it's called yeah. flour. It's not flour. It's meal or ground almonds. Yeah. That's what it is. Again, right. if I ask for pizza and you're going to give me a salad and call it pizza salad, it's not going to be not pizza salad yeah. and I'm not going to no. be happy with it. Yeah, I still want my pizza. That's a really yeah. interesting perspective. I think that is a really good way to look at it because you do get that question, I feel like, often about yeah. flour yeah. substitutions. So that's really helpful. Yeah. All right, so we are going to switch gears a little bit and play a fun game. It's usually Stump Gemma, but it's going to be Stump D and Gemma. I guess okay. you guys can like phone a friend. You can work together. <laughs> I love um, it. I have three. Okay. So our first question is, what is the name of the French dessert that means crunch in the mouth? It's a multiple choice. So I'll give you options. So it's le mouth. Crunch in the mouth. Oh, crunch in I, the mouth. I know. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. These are our options. Am I not, I'm not supposed to say it? Not oh. yet. No, 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 okay. Yet. I'll give you some. Okay. But also, bear with me. I don't know if I'm going to be pronouncing all of these completely correctly. Okay. First one is croquembouche. Second one is tart tatine. Beignet or Linzer torte. Gemma's ready to go. She's so I, I, I'm so, She's You like, do not want to play games with me. No. I just get like really excited. I do not know. I would say, I mean, crumb, what did you say? Linzer the torte? Uh, crunch in the mouth. Croquembouche was the first one. I would say croquembouche. I, I have no idea. I'm not into. I, I don't know anything about Do French you, baking. It's croquembouche. Yeah, you guys oh, did yeah. it. Yeah. You only, only, right. only because linter is German. Mm -hmm. And what else were the other ones? Um, tart. There was a tart to tea. Tart to tea is. I know mm -hmm. what tart to yeah. is. And beignet is also like Louisiana. No, it, it, it is a yeah, yeah, yeah French yeah. word, but um, it's donuts. But New, New Orleans, yeah, 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 yeah. with the powdered sugar. You guys right. are good. Gemma yeah. is really, I get excited. Really <laughs> hard to stump, but I've like yet to stump her. Let's let's just tell everybody what that is first, because I just want to. Um, yeah, oh, I yes. don't know what it is. So we actually made it for the Academy for the French month, which I think is this month. Nice. Okay. It was the um, last. It was the we have a challenge. We do we do different stages in the in the um, course, and it was our challenge yourself recipe, and a croquembouche. Just very simply, is a very kind of it's a kind of a show-stopping cake. Sorry, a uh, cake like this. The you cream puffs. The, the cream puffs. Oh my gosh, or, I just feel like I've and seen then the you caramel dip it with caramel. Oh, yeah, and then you I know spin what it is. Sugar yes. around it. It's very and impressive. And it's generally for weddings, um, communions, uh, like uh, confirmations, things like that, where you're having a big gathering. Yeah, and it's just this really impressive big tower. Do you cut into it or sort of? No, pick, no, you have to you pick, pick it because oh, it's okay. all dipped in. It's individually they're dipped in caramel. Oh wow, God. it's that's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the French way. And just yeah. so you know, here I am. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote a book about baking science, and I'm experienced science. I get intimidated when it comes to French baking. <laughs> It's, it's, a no, whole, it's no I joke. They take their baking very seriously. As well, they should. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
Yeah. But it's the way that I'm not I, saying I'm not going to do it, but right. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's the way that I learned because when I studied in college, the chefs that I trained under were um, trained in France under, mm, yeah. um, under like very famous French chefs. Oh, yeah. And just being in Europe, the style, and also, you know, it was, it was early 2000s, the style and the influence and everything of novel cuisine, like that's all French. Yeah. So in all kind of, when I studied professional cookery, that's where our, the base that we started right. from was pretty much fr- France and then kind of Europe in general. I mean, it's not, I mean, everybody thinks that French cuisine is like yeah. amazing, amazing in bakery but yeah. you know what i would say if i had to go to europe and learn bake baking i would go to germany because i think oh. they are underrated i've tried few i went to a few german bakeries and they're like whoa oh my Ooh, god that's interesting really okay um all right so i have to add that to your list so this isn't i feel like you're gonna get this one no, i feel like now i'm worried i'm not gonna no, get no, no. it i feel like you guys are gonna uh, get this i feel like okay, okay i'll just say I'm not gonna say anything. this is a true or false okay. so so I have 50-50. You have a 50-50 yeah. chance. Bagels are boiled before getting baked. Well, Dean knows the answer. Do yes. Know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, there we go. But I read this and I was like, I would have never known. Why is, what's like the science behind that, I guess? Or why do you boil them first? I, oh, well, I, I, I'm going to speak to what I think it is. But okay. the science okay. is, I don't know, because um, the, the science, you can tell us a bit about the baking soda and the, the like the reaction, mm-hmm. but it, for like taste wise or sorry for the texture it gives you that lovely like the chewy, chewy yeah. crust mm, which okay. you have to have in a bagel yeah um but like do you know i'd love to know like the science behind it so i'm not sure about the science because bread baking science is whole like other. a whole different level but you're right because you boil it with malted i don't know exactly what you yeah. boil it with but let's say for example you could boil it with baking soda with a very um high ph level and that helps with the browning and i think it also um starts ac- activates the yeast oh interesting and it creates um it so it basically cooks the outer layer so when you bake it it will puff up but it will not explode no or way. something like that i know it's just Ooh, like it's a cool. guess yeah because i would think what would happen if you dip yeah yeah, but, yeah. Or yeah. straight to the oven and oh, it's chewy too. right because you you yeah. dip it with moisture yeah, the boiling so. the boiling um, yeah. makes it chewy just like the way pretzels does but apart from that i i don't know but yeah um the baking soda is a big part and then i think in i don't in america anyway i know this for sure that they did you say you know, they boil malt powder in the water not something they put would, it in malt powder in the, the dough right there's no there's there are two different ingredients that are based with malt um i think in the dough they add malt syrup and then to boil it it's some kind of powder i can oh, google really? it really fast um i think I'm i, I know sure. when we made bagels um I made New York style bagels and we did get a few comments that they weren't authentic. Uh, They weren't, they weren't New York bagels because a lot of people say number one, it's to do with the water in New York. Okay. But, um, the, I didn't have malt powder or malt, whatever, whatever that ingredient was. I'm going to Google it right now. I'm going to, cause I know exactly where to look. Um, I didn't, I I would have never thought like I was, when I read that, I was like, you boil bagels. Like it was surprising to me. I would just think you make the dough and you put it in the oven. And it just bakes. Some do. Is it like just a flatter? It's a no, flatter it's not flatter. I think Canadian bagel. Oh. It's not a bagel then. Yeah. I you know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that New York, like chewy, like dense bagel. Yeah, and totally. I think the 
boiling also um, adds to like the denseness. Like I want my bagel to be dense. I agree. I don't want a bready bagel. A bready bagel is not a bagel. That's Gemma has <laughs> opinions on bagels today. Of course I do. Oh, What's your course. favorite bagel topping? I, I just like oh, regular cream cheese. Uh, no, I don't generally go for cream cheese. Okay. I Generally what I have with bagels are um, smoked salmon and scrambled eggs. Oh no. I, Gina. Nutella. Really? Me too. I would do that any day. I Nutella love Nutella. Gemma knows I want to put no, Nutella on everything. Gemma, Gemma is the majority and Gemma yeah, is yeah. the correct one. Yeah, I know. But I would put Nutella on every But I would I put could. Nutella on anything. There's just yeah. something about like the salmon and the egg combo. Oh, I don't I, love I don't love it personally. I can yeah. appreciate it, but yeah. it's just not for me. You know? I, adore, I adore smoked salmon. I adore it. And, and I, I honestly, often on Christmas morning. locks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On Christmas morning, we would always, in Ireland, we would always have smoked salmon in our fridge. Okay. And we would always do uh, scrambled eggs, smoked salmon and bagels from New York. We'd, we'd get them in New York. <gasps> And uh, there was a place in Dublin called It's a Bagel that started in the late 1990s. Oh my god! Because nobody knew what a bagel was. Right. And it was H&H Bagels for those that, like new people who are like no New York H&H Bagels. And uh, you could buy them in Ireland. Oh They'd freeze god. them and ship them in big containers. That's awesome. Nice. So we would get, they were legit New York bagels. Oh, yeah. I right. New York bagels. Okay, so I found it. It's non-diastic, diastatic malt powder. In the water. You you boil the water with non-diastic malt oh, powder. Oh, good to yeah. know. Yeah. All right. So our last one. I'm going to sure. finish this off. Sorry, go ahead. I have never heard of this before, but. Will you mind doing that again? Sorry, yeah, I interrupted yeah, that's okay. you. You go that's ahead. That's okay. All right. So we have one more. This is our last one. Okay. I've never heard of this, but that's really not saying a lot because I've, I learn a lot every week. Okay. What is the softball stage in baking? Mm-hmm. Uh, Softball stage. I really, I swear to you, I saw this and I was like, "This is the week." I'm stumping Gemma. No, you're not, because I have, I've got, I've got a rebuttal. Do do, do you know what I say? What I say, it D. Softball. Oh no! It's first off, it's not in baking. Okay, is it more cooking? No, it's softball stage in candy making and caramel making. See, I you stumped D with the baking. Okay, okay. Sorry, I should yeah. phrase it she's, differently. Let's get things straight. There's candy maker and then oh, there's bread okay. maker. It's a different, it's a like, different apparently skill. Apparently she's all of them. They're different. They're different. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is, it's, a different, Soft, it's a different skill. Okay. It is, for sure. Um, but it's, it's, it's... Softball, right. Softball. So right. You, you have different stages that sugar reaches to. Um, and so I'm, I, I won't be able to tell you exactly I want to say off the top of my head that softball is like 230 degrees Fahrenheit when you have a candy Gemma, thermometer it I says everything I don't understand how you have all this yeah. you know everything oh I am full it's of useless 235, information it says it's not useless <laughs> between 235 and 245 yeah you know like um yeah it's not my first rodeo impressive. but that's it's it's hard yeah so you have to get sugar to these different stages to make caramels yeah. to make generally it's not for making caramel sauces it's for making candies Candy. and chewable yeah. something like the, so it's when the is it when like the candy sort of becomes like stretchy yeah 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 so okay. how stretchy do you want it how soft how, how dark how, how dark do you want it how mm. um how chewy do you want it if you go if you go longer and go to hard boil stage you get a harder caramel a chewier caramel so it really depends on the recipe what are you going for and this is all done in like a big 
foiling. In a big, yeah, you want to use mm-hmm. a heavy bottom saucepan, something that's safe when you're always working with sugar. Okay. And oh, yeah. uh, you get a good and Don't candy touch it with your fingers. Don't Ooh. touch it with your fingers. Get a good candy thermometer and stick. Mm-hmm. You need a candy thermometer. Yes. I'll say that now. You can't just eyeball it. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm really like, oh, I thought I was going to stump you. She's it was a good one. It was a good one. All right, well, you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> oh, no, she's done it before. I'm kind of thinking I want to watch. She got me good one though, day, but not enough. Okay. Well, that's all we have for this week. Uh, we learned a lot about baking science. Where can everyone find your book? Every retail store: Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, Book Dispes- Depository. Depository. My God. And um, that's it. I think. Awesome. Yeah, you guys have to get it. I feel like I've learned. I have so many questions, I feel like, for Dee, but we've just scratched the surface here. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff in there, especially if you want to start making your own recipes and mm-hmm. understanding baking yes. more. Yeah. Awesome. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazau and Gemma. Gemma at Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram and then Bigger Boulder Baking. And then also follow Dee. Dee, tell us your handles. One sarcastic baker. Oh, I, I love yeah. it. Okay. It's very simple. All yes. the way across. All the yeah. way across. Same thing. All right. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Awesome. Gina. Thank you. Thank you, Dee. Bye. Thank you. Bye.